Hey everybody, it's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss, The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. It is Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today presented to you by good friends over at SeatGeek. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well as the playoffs are starting with four games today. I am so excited. I just sit in front of my TV until I have to go to something at Brady School tonight where I'll be watching all the games on my portable mobile device. Plouffe, I'm so excited. I'm excited, too. I also will be watching all the games. The only time I will take off tonight is to coach my daughter's Aww. baseball team. In that instance, I'll be listening to whatever game I can. I believe at that time there might be two going on at once. Yeah. So I'll do my best. Okay. So once again, this show is presented by SeatGeek, and it is throughout the entire playoffs. And to celebrate the postseason, SeatGeek, the official ticketing marketplace of Major League Baseball, giving all of you 10% on off your next purchase with the code JOHNBOYPOSTSEASON. That's all caps, all one word. Once again, that is JOHNBOYPOSTSEASON. Now, you might say, well, I've already used a code from you guys on SeatGeek, so I'm out, right? Nah, doesn't matter whether you're a rookie in the SeatGeek world, which you should download right now in your app store on your phone, or whether you're a returning customer. If you use that code, John Boy Postseason, you can use it. And not just for playoff tickets. If you want to use it at an NFL game, that's cool. You want to use it somewhere else, that's cool. Just go to SeatGeek. Use it for a concert. We don't care. We just want you to save money and enjoy your time. What's up, bro? I use it. I'm going to a concert on Friday night. Who are you seeing? Incubus. Incubus. What is this? Yes. 2007? They're a local band, Chris. They're from I know. Calabasas. I, I am know. supporting my people. Okay, that's awesome. I love yeah, that. It's going to be awesome. It is. That'll that'll be a Don't lot be of fun. Don't be hating, bro. I'm just kidding, dude. I was just kidding. Oh, by the way, we want you to also get the AMP app. It's the way to interact with us live every day that we do baseball today. Okay, you just download it on your phone. You join the conversation. So you listen to the first part of the show. Then you actually get to chop it up with us. And every Friday throughout the postseason, we're going to be giving away John Boy Media merch. The only way that you can be eligible to win is by listening on AMP. We're going to use code words throughout the week that you're only going to get when you listen to us. So... If you like our uh, our merch here at John Boy Media, you want to be a part of the conversation, join part of the show, you can disagree with us. We're not thin-skinned here, so if you hate what we're saying or our picks that we're going to give you later today, that's fine. We just want to chop it up with you. So go do that. All right, we're going to break down each series with a couple of questions about each series. So we got to be on point today, Blue. We're going to start with the defending NLC uh, National League champion, Philadelphia Phillies, who play host to the Marlins in their series. First question, Bryce Harper, of course, last year exploded. Six homers in October en route to a World Series berth. True or false, his hot streak continues this postseason with a jump start against Miami. I don't see any reason why it wouldn't. His postseason career numbers are elite, a 963 OPS in the postseason. Then I found this little nugget, which I was interested in. Uh, at the beginning of September, Bryce had a little cold streak, went one for 23. That was a series on the road. 
or two series on the road, one in Milwaukee, one in San Diego, one for 23. Then he came home, and do you know who the opponent was? It's the Miami Marlins. Chris. Oh. September 8th, he got a knock. And then from September 8th on, he one dotted it. So the Marlins came in, got him back on track. I don't know if there's going to have any correlation into this series, but I do know that his postseason track record speaks for itself. So I will take the safe route and say, yes, he continues to hit in the postseason. Yeah, I mean, why not? Um, Now, I don't know if he's going to go deep in this series, but I think that he will swing the bat and more importantly, be such a threat that every time he comes up to the plate, particularly with guys on that Skip Schumacher and that Miami coaching staff, are going to be like, listen, if we're going to get beat, we're not going to let that dude beat us. With that being said, I don't think he's going to be the Philadelphia Philly that has the best run in this series. I think it'll be Nick Castellanos. And let's get the rewind machine to last year where he had a shitty first regular season in Philadelphia. He was the first one to admit that he did not play up to his standards, and he didn't. His numbers were horrible, particularly for a guy who signed a nine-figure deal but he started to turn it on a bit in the playoffs. And I think that Castellanos is a guy that loves the limelight. I think his personality just craves it. Uh, I think that for whatever reason, he digs it, and particularly against his hometown team. Let's remember, he was actually at the World Series, I want to say in 97 as a little kid. He grew up there in South Florida. And so I think this is kind of a big deal for him. And um, I expect him to get some big knocks in this series. We didn't we think he was going to go to Miami before he signed yes. Philadelphia. We were like, this Absolutely. is a perfect fit for them. They could do this. And guess what? You know what? I want to say this real quick. Kim Ang was right. Jeter. He got out at the wrong time, bro. Let's move on. Jesus Lazardo's getting the ball in game one for the Miami Marlins. He won both of his starts against Philadelphia this year. Are you confident he will keep the Marlins in today's game? I am confident that he'll keep them in the game. I don't know if he's going to be dominant. You know, the two starts that he had against Philadelphia, I believe the last one was when I had it up. Doesn't matter. Uh, both starts, you know, he pitched well. The the difference now, I think, in this lineup that he's going to face, that might be a little more difficult. Number one, Bryce Harper didn't play in either of those games. Bryce Harper's surely going to play today. You know, left, left, whatever. Whenever you have to face Bryce Harper, it's a little bit different, like you said in the previous question. And then also Trey Turner hadn't turned into the Trey Turner that we know and love. So I think those added two extra guys swinging the bat really well is going to be difficult, but I do think he's going to keep them in the game. I don't expect him to go six, seven shutty, but I think that he's going to give him a chance because he's been great. He's a great pitcher. He's been great all year for them. He has been. Now, when I think of Jesus Lazardo. I think of a 21-year-old just nasty kid coming out of the pen for three innings to shut out ball where he gave up one run in that wild card loss against the Tampa Bay Rays several years ago, right? He na- he now is 26 years. He just turned 26 over the weekend. So it's crazy that this is this is five seasons ago, but that's kind of where we sit right now. Now here's the problem. He has made two playoff starts since that um appearance out of the bullpen. He has worked seven and two-thirds innings, giving up seven runs and and four homers. It's not good enough, and I'm worried about it today. I am I'm real like Jesus Lazardo would have been a great guy to start in Game Three. I think you've been like, oh man, I'm feeling good, but because Sandy's not there, because Yuri Perez, and I'm not so sure Lazardo wouldn't have gotten Game Two, but. 
team one out of the gate in that place turn into a madhouse and it's a homer happy place right isn't it you're just gonna have to see him settle down whether that's before the game and he just comes out and he's he can breathe and everything's fine or you might see him struggle with it a little bit in the first inning and then finally let the juices settle and come out you know you need to Check him out. Like, look at his facial expression. See how he's moving. Because if he feels comfortable, then I don't think there's any problem. But if you're right, first game of the series in Philadelphia, if things start to speed up on him a little bit, it could be a problem. I, I honestly don't – I don't expect it to be a problem. I think he's going to go in there. I think he's going to give them a shot. All right. I'd like to see it. I love close playoff games because I love when it comes down to the end and guys are coming out of the bullpen and fans are nervous. Like, I, I dig that stuff. Let's move on to the other National League wildcard series. Uh, it's got Arizona taking on Milwaukee. Brandon fought uh, against Corbin Burns. The big news, however, for the Brewers, we found out yesterday that Brandon Woodruff certainly out this series with an ailing shoulder, and it doesn't sound like he's coming back anytime soon. It, Sorry, it, it sucked, man. Um, we, got a, we got a good clubhouse. And I want to. I want to be a part of that. And you know, sitting sitting here now, I, I may not. So that that's the hard, that's the hard part. That is incredibly difficult to watch, dude. It is. Tough. That was very tough. I mean, you you realize how much this stuff means to guys. I mean. I know you say a lot of the time that, number one, it's about securing the bag for your family, which it is and it always should be. But when you get to this time of year, business gets put on hold because you have grinded so hard with dudes every day since mid-February. And that guy in particular, who's battled injuries. you know, yeah, Four he months of rehabbing a shoulder to come back and look ready to go. He's pitched yeah. great. Now all of a sudden you're... In the wild card, you're pitching game two. Yeah. You have, I mean, you're, you're thinking, I'm going to close this thing out and send us to the DS, and then this happens. It is, it's, it's sad. So there's the emotional side of this story. There's the physical side as well. Does Woodruff's injury mean that Milwaukee's World Series dreams are done? I don't think so. I mean, they have pitching depth. That's what they have. So I, it's definitely a blow to it. There's no doubt about it. It's probably – I'm curious to see what they do because he slated pitch game two. Now, you could either – you know, you have Burns going game one. You see what happens with game one, and then you mm -hmm. kind of make your decision what you want to do. Uh, if you win game one, I'd assume that he stays game three, and you pitch Miley probably will get game two then, trying to you know try to close it out, try to sneak that win in. They're not really sneaking it because Wade Miley's been really good for them all year long. Right. So, uh, but you go win that, and then you try to save Peralta for the first game of the divisional series. So it kind of changes things up. But because they have Wade Miley ready to step in, so that's three guys right there. Then you can throw in Adrian Hauser, who has he had he had a great September. So like I mean, mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily get translate into postseason success. But he, they have a guy, so you have four starters, and then you have the bullpen that they have, and you know the rest of the team set up to be run preventers. I don't think it. I think it takes a hit, obviously, uh, but it doesn't mean they're out of contention for the World Series. Not at all. Okay, because of the way that the uh, schedule shakes out after the wild card round, I would say that it doesn't end their World Series dreams as long as this one doesn't go the distance. Yeah, if this one goes It'll three help. games, I think that they're I think they're going to be really screwed. 
in the next round against the Dodgers. Because the one thing, and we asked the question about Milwaukee because of the depth of their pitching staff. In fact, they've got the deepest rotation in the National League playoffs. They do. I mean, let's remember, Charlie Morton isn't pitching in the divisional round. That's not happening. So that is a huge blow. Could potentially be a huge blow for Atlanta. We don't know. And we don't know what it means for his future. You're talking about a finger injury, so we'll see somewhere down the line in terms of availability. Milwaukee had four starting guys where you were like, yeah. Like Wade Miley, you give that ball to him and you're you're confident. You are confident. But if you have to use him and Burns and Peralta, yes, Hauser could start game one, but I would imagine Hauser would pitch at some point if a game goes, if a series goes three games. So it just kind of, it just it depends. I mean, if you do that, you have Hauser, then you set the rotation and start it over again. It means that Hauser is most likely going to have to pitch two games. Maybe they go a bullpen game. It, it, they, he's going to have some decisions. The point is, is if you wrap it up in two games, you're then you're yes. feeling fine. Goes three games. That's my point here. So we'll see how that one plays out. Uh, Brandon Fock giving uh, Arizona a big time start today. Is that the biggest key to this series for the D-backs? It sure would be nice for them, but I don't think it's the biggest key, Chris. I, I do expect uh, Lavello to have a short leash and kind of see what he can manufacture, uh, you know, with the bullpen and uh, fought today. Uh, I think the biggest key for them is just to get on base against the Brewers because once they get on base, we know what they can do. They're mm-hmm. aggressive. They steal a lot of bases. And I think, you know, these are the two best – two best defensive teams in baseball. So it's not, you can't, you know, that outfield there, like you're not going to just going to hit a bunch of extra base hits. So you need to get on base. However you can get into scoring position, get to third base with less than two outs. So you can just hit the sack fly. It's, it's going to be difficult to score runs against this Brewers pitching staff and the defense. So when you do get on base, you have to make the most, but you have to take the extra base when available. I think stolen bases are going to be huge in this series. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's the biggest key is getting on base against, you know, there's some good pitching they're going to face. So it's not going to be easy, but once you get on base, they need to continue to do what they've done all season, which is apply pressure and take the extra base when they can. That's to me, that's the biggest key. Yeah. Sometimes when we do these breakdowns, we always are looking for the minutia. We're trying to be like, yeah, I really broke. I studied this one and I saw that. And then sometimes the answer is right in front of your face. So the answer is not fought it's Corbin Carroll it's that simple he is a tone setter he's going to be the guy they see right out of the gate in the first inning became the first player ever with 25 homers 50 steals and 10 triples in the same season I do love saying how important every 90 feet is in October every 90 feet is just critical so when you've got a runner on second and you do not move, and nobody's out, and you don't move them on the third, like, if that's my team that I'm rooting for, like, that is a kick right in the gut. That is tough. But Corbin Carroll, I think, outside of Ronald Acuna, is the most important 90-feet stealer in this game uh, that we've got. So I expect him to shine under the bright lights, to be the stud that he is, and to have a real nice series, and I hope that that's kind of a wake-up call for the rest of the country. They certainly know his name. He made the all-star team in his hometown of Seattle. He has shined this year, but sometimes when you play for a team like Arizona, out of sight, out of mind, 
I think that people are going to be like, damn, kid's special. And he is. This one is brought to you by our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Things are heating up in the ballpark. Every team right now is playing to finish the season strong. We got the wild card, all sorts of stuff going on. They're all vying for the playoffs. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you won't miss a moment of the action. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Plus, all customers can take a crack at a sweet payday with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. String together multiple bets from a single game for your shot at a major payout. I love doing those. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code BASEBALL today. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on baseball. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code BASEBALL today. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Boyden, Ontario. See DraftKings.com slash baseball for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. I'll see you out there. Okay. You want to move to the American League for this little um, Jays and Twins series? Are you nervous? I would love to. You nervous? I'm not. I, I honestly am so confident in this Twins Ooh. team. It's I'm not going to take away from the Jays and what they can do, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm just I'm confident in this Twins team. So let's start with a question about your squad. Is Carlos Correa returning to Carlos Correa form the most important factor in Minnesota finding success here in October? I don't think it's the most important factor. I think he's gonna he's gonna be who he is, and if he's even what he did during the regular season, which is not offensively great, you know, play a good shortstop, and you know, contribute when you can offensively. To me, the biggest thing is that I need these rookies who have really shown for the Twins this regular season to not be scared of the postseason. That's the biggest thing because they're counting on a lot of young guys. We're talking Royce Lewis is back. They just announced the the rosters. Buxton's out. He's not playing. Right. So Royce Lewis, Eddie Julian, Matt Wallner, even Alex Kirloff, Ryan Jeffers, these are all young guys. Mm-hmm. I being around them a lot, I feel like they are not going to be scared of the postseason, especially because they're playing at home. I think that's that's really good for them. If that's the most important thing for me, is those guys just play the game like as regular as they can. Like, don't let the moment dictate your play like go out there and treat it like a regular game i know that's very difficult uh, but if they do that and they perform that's the key to minnesota's success they're going to pitch the ball um it's about these rookies if they can continue to go and boost this offense which has been one of the best offenses in baseball in the second half like it's because of these young guys and i need them to be able to just not be nervous, kind of take deep breaths throughout and just play their game. That's the biggest key to me in, in, in the postseason for the Twins, not just this round. Well, let's start with the uh, career playoff stats of one Carlos Correa, if we are going to answer this question. 79 playoff games, which shitload, God, that's a lot. 849 OPS, which is about 30 points higher than his career regular season OPS. 18 homers in those 79 playoff games. We know what time it is, right? We know what time it is for him. And um, so this will be a big moment for him. With all that being said, I'm not going to bore you by regurgitating what you just said because that's exactly what I wrote down. 
and I wrote it down in part because not only how important those young guys are, particularly Royce Lewis, who I just think is a superstar in waiting. Um, they've lost. So I hate to bring this up. 18 straight playoff okay. games. That is a, I mean, that is a ridiculous number. That's the most, I think, in the history of any sports team in North American pro sports out of the big four. 18 in a row dates back to 2004. So the young guys have just got to be like, yeah. They don't care, though, Chris. I, Eddie Julian point. probably doesn't even know that stat. That's Carlos Correa, you think point. he cares what's happened in Minnesota? He's like, bro, have you seen me in the postseason? That's, that's my whole point, right? Okay, good. So, I just want to cross it over for a second to show you, like, people are probably sitting there saying, of course they know it. People don't know it. Like, you would be surprised how little players know. And it's not because they're stupid. It's just because they have such tunnel vision on what they're doing every day that they're not paying attention to the periphery. And I'll give you an example. So, you know, the last three weeks I've called the Browns games on radio. The first one was in Pittsburgh. The Browns had lost 19 straight regular season games in Pittsburgh. The last one they had won was 2003. Holy. Yeah, that that's a, a ridiculous number, right? We told one of the young cornerbacks, a guy named MJ Emerson, who's in his second year in the NFL. He's very, very good. And he was like, wait, what? And we said, yeah. He's like, I was two years old or whatever. He goes, I, I can't believe that. Is, is that true? So the <laughs> point is, is that you would think everybody in that building knew about it. And here, one of their starting cornerbacks had no clue. So if you were to go to these young guys, they're like, fuck it, I don't care. Like, who gives a shit that they lost a bunch of playoff games? Like, that doesn't have anything to do with us. And I think those young guys setting the tone is a big reason. So there we go. I agree with you. Look at it from the Jays' standpoint. Are the Jays the most complete team in the American League wild card round? I happen to think there's three complete teams in the American League wild card round. I think Texas is the only one with that bullpen that you love to mention that kind of, you know, isn't as complete. You know, if you look at the Jays, I mean, they definitely, I think of the other three teams, the Rays, Twins, and Jays, their offense has performed the worst. Uh, but we know that it could turn on at any time. The guys that on that team have track records, and if you just went by roster and 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 eye test. You're like, okay, yes, that's a that's an offense. So I'm not going to take away. I think they do have a good offensive team, um, but you know the the stats are the stats. Uh, but their pitching depths, <clears throat> the starting pitching depth is great. Mm -hmm. The bullpen is great. It's really Jordan Hicks has been really really good for really them. Good. Uh, that's one of the better deadline pickups around. Uh, so I'll, I'll say no. I don't think they're the most complete team, and I think I would. I think I, uh, I don't know. I was going to say Rays, but the pitching, starting pitching staff is a little thin, although I think they have enough too. So I I still think maybe the Rays are the most complete team. Yeah, I think I would go Rays as well. I have a little Toronto PTSD from their bullpen a year ago in the playoffs when they seemingly were about to force a third game against Seattle and it blew up. They had an 8-1 lead through five innings, 8-1. And then Seattle came all the way back. Now, I know that some of the guys who gave up runs are not on that team anymore, but there are still some guys who were. And I wonder if they come in with a lead against Minnesota on the road, how much that's going to bother them. So even though I know that their bullpen is fine and Jordan Hicks was, as you mentioned, a very good pickup for them, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. By the way, uh, I wonder how many Toronto fans show up to Target Field. I think it's going to be a healthy amount. 
Anytime you played them during the regular season, there was a ton of uh, yeah. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see the crowd. Um, It's going to be a great series because I I do believe that the Twins and the Jays are match up very similarly, and they Mm -hmm. and they they are complete rosters. The thing I want everyone to before we move on, real quick. Yes, the Twins bullpen isn't getting enough love. Like the people they got back at the end of the season. It's going to be a problem for people. They have like six dudes in the pen throwing 100 miles an hour. Join the club. Feels like everybody got that. Not that many. Uh, Texas and Tampa Bay, Montgomery and Glass now. Both teams have dealt with massive injuries, especially to the starting staffs. How big a concern is that for each team in this series? I don't think it's that big of a deal because we have like the big dogs matching up in this series. Like there's, there's still enough pitching. Like first game is Glasnow, Montgomery, and then it's Eflin, Eovaldi. I mean, those are, those are studs going up against each other. So I don't really think the starting pitching is going to be like a story in this game, unless it's about them pitching. Well, you know, game three, it's going to be Savale who, you know, another guy that I think is just fine as a three in the postseason, And then, you know, for the Rangers, it's going to get a little interesting because you have Heaney and Dunning and you have to kind of decide what you're going to do. If you're going to piggyback those guys, they don't exactly have, as we talked about the bullpen that you could just say, Hey, let's do a bullpen game. That scares the crap out of Rangers fans. So don't do that. Uh, so maybe for the Rangers, I think it matters more than the race, but I, I don't think we're going to be sitting here talking about, wow, this, all this pitching was decimated. And that's the talk of the series. It doesn't, Seem like that's going to happen to me. Seems like it could hurt teams further down the road. But when you mentioned the guys who are going to be going in game three, and I know Dave Dunning had a really good, like, first half of the year in particular. Savali talked to Cleveland fans. He pitched game five last year and didn't even get out of the first inning against the Yankees. So that's that's the most recent playoff memory we have of him, and it's not very pretty. To me, I don't think the thing that's been talked about enough are the injuries that Tampa Bay sustained late in the regular season with their position players. Brandon Lau is out. Freaking fouls a ball off his kneecap, yep. and he's out. Uh, Luke Rayleigh did not make the playoff roster. He did something. I don't know if it was to his spine, his neck, or he was out taking BP yesterday, and everybody's like, well, this is a good sign. He did not make the roster. Now, Jose Siri is back. Yep. And so that's good news for them. You know, he provides a spark, but not having Rayleigh, that's a huge deal. They're also not going to have Jason Adam, who really seemed to find it again in the second half. He got injured in late September. So this is these are some problems for the Tampa Bay Rays moving forward, in my opinion. And I think that it's going to – I think the good news is for them, they're playing a team that's shorthanded, particularly on the pitching side too. And then when you get to the bullpen, I don't need to regurgitate that stuff. I don't need to. I don't want to do that to my tech. I have, a, I have some family that lives in Dallas area, and I don't want to do yeah, that to them. Me too. All right, uh, both these teams have postseason heroes on their respective squads. Corey Seager, Randy Rosarena. Are those two the offensive keys for their respective squads? Yes. I mean, I, I you know Corey Seager is going to go out and beat Corey Seager. He's just that good. I think if you're the Rays, you kind of have to game plan around him a little bit and say well, he's he's probably the guy on that offense, although there's many guys that can hurt you. I would say let's let's not let him beat you. And maybe we'll try somebody else. Um, for the Rays, getting Randy over Rosarena, like just flipping the switch and say, forget about like, you know, the end of the year and let's go now it's Randy time. Almost like 
who's the who's the uh, playoff Lenny, Leonard Fournette, like playoff Randy. Let's just focus on that. You have done it before. If he is the guy that he's been in the postseason, I think that's that's massive for the Rays. So I think he, in particular, is very important in this wild card round offensively. Uh, you know, I think he's probably the most important guy on any of the teams. Is Randy Rosarena? Because we've seen him do it before, and it seems like he loves the moment, Chris. Totally. But you, you know, you're only as good as your last game. You're only as good as your last playoff game. So he's got to keep doing it and do it again this year. Randy's got 11 homers in 31 playoff games, a 1.1 OPS. What do you think Corey Seager's playoff OPS is? Ooh, I don't have it up in front of me. Okay. Well, he won an MVP. He won the, the NLCS and the World Series MVP. Yeah, so that's good. Uh, but he was yeah, in the playoffs a lot. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm, I'm assuming he's got a lot of bets. I'll go an 8.50 OPS. 777. Mm. Surprising. Yeah. Which which is why I think a guy like Marcus Simeon, your former teammate out there in Oakland, is a guy that could shine. I know it's only 35 playoff at bats, but he's got a one daughter. Uh, and also has two homers and nine at bats against Tyler Glass now, which I hate saying. I don't want to put that in the universe because you know why. Because I love me some glass. Keep your eye on Josh uh Josh Lowe as well as he battles his brother. How cool is that? He and his brother get to go at it. It's awesome. And, you know, I was watching uh, MLB Network this morning, and I believe it was Trisha Whitaker. She covers the Rays. Mm-hmm. She does. She was on there, and apparently the their mother got diagnosed yeah. with breast cancer, won't yeah. be able to attend. Uh, she wanted people to know that. Uh, she said that as many prayers as I can get, the better. So everybody keep her in your uh, thoughts and prayers. Uh, uh, but it's, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. that I am stoked because my brother – is coming to Blitzball to play. Right. I can't wait for it. If him and I were in a postseason series matched up against each other, I'd freak out. So it's a it's a very cool story. Uh, one that now has this, you know, very uh, human side to it. Yeah, human side, and we just wish them the best. Totally, totally. If you're um, if you played against your brother in the baseball playoffs, which team would your family root for, yours or his? He's the favorite. Really? Is that true? Yeah, I was with my mom, for sure, him. Uh, my dad, I don't know. My dad would just like... This is what my, my dad would do at all of our games. He'd, he stands way away from everybody and just watches by himself. So that's what he would do. Would your dad be tempted if you played for the Tampa Bay Rays still and you were playing in a series to go clean the fish tank? The I know. Tank? Oh, okay. I have a hilarious story that I'm going to tell about my dad on AMP. Uh, but oh, no, great. he does not want to clean any more things than he has to. Okay, okay, fair enough. But he I can't could. wait to... I can't wait to get into the psychology of why your brother is your mom's favorite. Firstborn, he calls her every day. You don't call your mom every day? No, I don't call my mom every day. Christ. I don't. All right, let's move on because Love we, you know, I have to, we have to talk. All right, let's. Uh, it's bracket time. Let's fill them out all the way, not just through the wild card round, divisional, championship series, and eventually World Series. So let's give it, just give me your winners for each round. Let's go. Well, let me get the bracket up. Oh I got God. my four teams. Okay. Okay. Arizona is going to beat the Milwaukee Brewers. Wow. And I picked that even before Woodruff was out. We did it. We did this on Talking Baseball yesterday, okay. just the wild card. I have Arizona beating the, uh, the Brewers. I have Philly beating mm-hmm. the Marlins. Mm-hmm. I have Texas beating the Rays. And I have the Twins beating the Jays. Interesting because I have uh, only one of those four. I have Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, 
and I have Toronto. That's my that's my lone upset that I've got working in the first round. Not because I'm trying to root against your Twins or anything. And I I think I'm a, I think I'm going to end up being the idiot here because I do really think that the Twins are can go on a roll here. But I don't know. All right, second round. I'll start from the top. I'm taking the Twins to best the Astros as well. I am. Uh, and then it will be Texas versus Baltimore. I'm going to take the Baltimore Orioles in that. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be Philly, Atlanta. I'm taking Philly to do it again this year. And then it'll be Arizona, LA. I will take LA in that series. This is amazing. This is going to be fun for the two of us. Once again, you and I match up on only one of the four. I've got the Dodgers. I've got Atlanta. I've got Houston. And I've got Tampa Bay. So you have Tampa Bay not even making it out of the wild card round. I have them making it all the way to the American League Championship Series at least. Who do you have winning the ALCS and the NLCS? I have the Twins besting the Orioles in the Mm -hmm. ALCS. And I have the Phillies besting the Dodgers in the NLCS. So my World Series is Philly versus the Twins. Wow. Okay. That'll be fun. I've got Atlanta. I just don't see anybody stopping that machine. Taking on the team whose hat I am donning, the Tampa Bay Rays. And your world champion in 2023? <laughs> the Philadelphia ah! Phillies. <laughs> oh, Whoa, you're picking the Phillies over your team. I had the Phillies preseason to win the World Series. I, I think they're a team of destiny. I do. I think that's... I think Bryce Harper is going to be hoisting the trophy up and probably the um, World Series MVP. Uh, even though I'm wearing a Rays hat, I will pick the Atlanta Braves. I can't find my Braves hat. I'm sorry, Braves fans. If you want to send me a new one, send me a new one, please. But I I can't find it. I would be wearing it. I just think they're too much. I think they're too much. I'm going to go play the hits. So whatever. Um, enjoy busting our brackets and our chops throughout the month of October. We can't wait for it to get started. Quick reminder about SeatGeek. Go use that code. Get 10% off. Uh, the link's in the description. And don't forget to download the AMP app and join us for the conversation every day. Every Friday throughout the postseason in the month of October, we're going to be giving away John Boy Media merch. Thanks to a specific code word we're going to give you every day. So you got to be listening live. Check out our social media channels at Chris Rose Sports to see what time we're going every day. It's usually 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. But you got to we'll, got to check because we'll keep you posted. For our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, the uber-talented Trevor Plouffe, who just picked against the team he used to play for, even though they're going to make it to the World Series but not lift the commissioner's trophy. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Wednesday on Baseball Today. Hey, everybody. It's Talking Jake here, and I want to tell you about a new podcast and video series you're not going to want to miss. The Deal. Every week, A-Rod and Bloomberg reporter Jason Kelly speak with big-time athletes, entertainers, executives, Maria Sharapova, Strahan, Jeter, and more. The Deal takes you behind the scenes into those worlds of sports, media, and entertainment. From Bloomberg Podcasts and Bloomberg Originals, you can listen to The Deal on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.